the flat bottom girls Welcome to the right bottom girls podcast the podcast um about self-love oops i mean self-loathe <laughs> yeah what we got to switch we need a more cohesive platform uh yeah just so you guys know we're, we're rebranding as a podcast with structure based on our industry needs Yo, people on these fucking apps, these dating apps, been hitting me up saying things about the podcast, being like, what's it about? What's it about? And I'm like, it's about, I mean, it truly is about how uh, how the, how you can get over hating yourself, but mostly yeah. about the just hating yourself part. About literally just... And they're just... like, oh, good, and then they never talk to me again. Oh, good, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out with a girl with confidence, because they're easier yeah. to talk to. I only realized recently how many moments make me hate myself. Even like after we talked about having more of a self-loathing lens, I was like, I was walking around in Greenpoint and I saw myself in the window of a reflection of a window. And I was immediately like, wow, you look like shit. How dare you think that you could go out in this outfit and think you look normal? I mean, dude, I can't fucking, I recorded a set last night and I'm just like, I'm not even paying attention to the fact that I like did well in the yeah. set. I'm just like looking at my waist. You know what I mean? I it's just crazy. I'm literally looking at the parts of my body that move. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. every Instagram story that I get tagged in, I'm looking at my body. Yo, I will pull over on my bike when I get tagged just yeah. to zoom in on my fucking body. I zoom it's in. So I will screenshot that th- shit and study it. And sometimes... I went down a fucking spiral today with the Instagram. Mm-hmm. It, it's a disease. It's a serious mental illness. It's a serious it's mental okay. illness. I'm literally and drinking blended spinach right now. What the fuck is this? I know. It looks awful, too. Oh, oh, what a bad. what a terrible combination. Yeah, I feel Drink like... Yeah, every time I get tagged, I'm like, what's it going to be? I mean, I went out last week. I did a show in a brewery in New Jersey. And here's the thing. I have to... I don't know what I look like until I see photos because my mirror is not telling me the truth. So I put on a pair of, like, wide-legged corduroys with a pair of boots thinking I looked fresh as fuck. And then the photo said otherwise. The photos... I don't know about that. (laughs) I think that the photos are bad. I think photos are bad because especially comedy photos because we're in motion. Yeah. We're doing, well, you know how it goes, but sometimes I'm like, look, I don't have a choice over what man I want to be with or, or what I want to, I need to just like <laughs> get with the fucking first idiot right. who will take me because the fact that my mouth moves like that is wildly unacceptable. <laughs> you know what my, I mean? Like, yes. Like, it's I not know okay. what you mean. The combo of my mouth and eyebrows in one makes me think, how could Andrew ever want to have sex with me? And is he only in it to ride my coattails? Like what? And we had sex this morning. And afterwards, I thought, how do you even look at me while we have sex? (laughs) Are you serious? You have a beautiful face. We can't. I won't. just. Don't even lie to me. Look at this profile. That is a great profile. Pro- no. I can't, you know, the grass this, is always greener. This it's profile not- is outlines that people put on their walls <laughs> during Halloween season because it looks like a witch. It looks like a witch's no face. Way. <laughs> it looks like a ghoul. Mm. I realized this week one specific. <laughs> Maddie <laughs> just leans in hard to the self loathing. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, bitches. But what I realized this week Hell is... Hell yeah. Maybe people will find it refreshing. I, I think that... And honestly, I think talking about it helps me a little more because it makes me sound insane. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm insane. Totally. But there is some truth to it. And I think my goal is to find out the truth in how much I hate myself versus what's exaggerated. Because there is a little bit of ugly. It's all exaggerated, for <laughs> yeah, but there sure. Is there a is little... no, dude. There's totally truth there, to it. I'm not yeah. a thin, like a very thin <laughs> person, which sometimes right. I trick myself into thinking I am. I trick myself and, too. I mean, the other thing is, is like when people are like, you know, I'm on these apps, and it's like 
the peop- the men who match with me are mediocre looking. You right. know what I mean? I'm like, I'm a very funny woman, but I am mediocre looking. You I do I mean? think dating apps are very revealing as to how attractive you are. Because totally. I'd get matched with fucking... They, and the guys who think that they can get with me, I'm like, okay, I guess that's the level I'm at. Isn't it fucked up? I mean, they're yeah. goons, some of them. They're Little goons. Paul Giamatti's, it's not okay. And I think Bumble is the most revealing because... Bumble! They... These motherfuckers out here are hot and they are not trying <laughs> to have any piece of me, man. It's so when crazy. They... They... Oh, my God. When they don't I message you back... I will and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. No. None of them are doing the little match thing. And I'm like, None okay, of them. so finance bros, apps bros... Web developers, not my type, I guess. Just not into I me, like, not. doing, like, the rock hand and, like, dickies <laughs> or some shit in a field. I guess not. That is the... It's so weird. If you don't know what it... Because you know what? You look in the mirror, and like I've said before, I've been 210 pounds, I've been 120 mm. pounds, and when I look in the mirror, I always see the same body. So I don't know what I look like, and I feel like the apps are the great revealer of what you actually look like apps and instagram yeah. stories and so oh here. the instagram stories are absolutely brutal horrendous yeah you know i just i was talking to some female comic last night and i was like she just was like getting real drunk and i was like how do you stay so thin and she was like i starve myself all day and night and i was yes. like god that was nice to, for to hear out loud you just I went love the out honesty. there and you s- love it i love it it's great you know i mean i don't love that she starves herself but just saying that shit out loud i mean it is brutal this this fucking the the shame tube that we're relentlessly stuck in and it's always a compromise of and this person was emaciated and she was like i've gained weight i mean there's no there's no way out of it and the fucked up thing is it's all dependent on it it it, it's all dependent on um convincing ourselves that we are the reality that we like project you know what i mean so when we get shown like you talk to every woman and they're like i saw a photo of myself or like you lied to me by telling me that this looks good and it's like basically what we're always afraid of is that somebody's gonna reveal that we've been masquerading as an okay-looking person when really we're horrendous and the world is <laughs> laughing at us. Like, that's the fear, the right? The people world. are like, oh, this bitch out here thinking she's regular-looking? That no, 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 is no, no. The f- that's the literal fear. And you know what yeah. heightens that fear? Is when I get tagged in a photo that makes my outfit look insane. When I left the house thinking, wow, this <laughs> outfit is fire. Yeah, I'm trying high-waisted jeans and what are they? In the mirror, they look fucking fire. And then in the photo, they... I want to see this photo so bad. I've never I'll show seen it to a you. bad photo of you. Oh, that is not true. Because I haven't. They, well, I get tagged in them every day. And everyone says, you look great. Well, you know what? I see a cubist photo. I see a Picasso painting with <laughs> exaggerated You wear a lot of noses. stuff. I do. And I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I shouldn't do that or maybe just what do you think about plastic surgery just make ourselves into the people we want to look like what do you think about that unhealthy i'm not opposed i'm not opposed sometimes i watch Mm. like selling sunset or the real housewives and i'm like they fully embrace the plastic look and honestly i might have to i want fat filled lips and i want a big cheekbones and a nice jaw in a smaller nose. I would like... I think that what... What what would I really... If I could have one thing... I, I, I think it would probably... I just really just want to look like a teen boy. That's all that mm. I want. If I, if I just had a little bit more testosterone and had a, a less matronly body... Mm-hmm. But that's just woman hate, you know what I mean? That's just hating... That's just hating that's just women. women. That's hate. hating extra stuff. That's you know what I mean. Right. That's like your stupid dumbass boobs and butt. You're like, get them out of here. Just let me be as let me right. exist as less as least as possible. Totally. I um, think that the part of my body that I enjoy the least is like, um, like 
uh, hip up to right above the belly button area, like the 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 butt, the hip area. I got a big Irish stomach, big Irish motherly stomach, and it'll never be flattened. You mean where your baby goes? Where you yes. Where your baby's gonna go? Where the baby goes? Yeah. And then where the legs at the top are, and then the butt, and then all of it combined. I have a two foot scar right there on my stomach. What? From what? It's not two feet. It's like 18 inches. I had surgery. I had like a cyst removed. So I have this massive scar right there, which I kind of like because it kind of is just like, if anybody's like, whoa, what's wrong with your stomach? It's like, oh, nothing. It's just a big ass scar. You know what I mean? It's not like, yes, I have. That reminds me of the time that I was uh, making out heavily with my boyfriend freshman year of high school. And I had three fat stretch marks on both sides of my hips in the same place. Bright fucking pink because I'm Irish. And he was like, what is that? What happened? And I was like, oh, my cat scratched me. (laughs) I told him my cat scratched me. I remember when when fucking stretch marks became a thing. When you you first get them too. They made me faint. What? They creeped me out. They oh, my creep, gosh. They still creep me out. The well, idea of your skin stretching like that, I, ooh, boy. And then when, when you first get them, they're so bright. And mine were literally bright pink. And yeah. I... <laughs> God, it's disgusting. But they're not really there I anymore. I have them all over, but the idea of them really fucked me up. Yeah. Ooh. I think I was like, I put on cocoa butter. Nothing worked. And when I told this guy they were cat scratches, what cat would scratch you in three places on the same side of your hip? <laughs> like this. An OCD cat. And now he probably, every girlfriend he's had since then has been like, I like your cat scratches on the on your inner thigh. I didn't know you had a no, cat. No, I bet you he's like, I feel so bad for asking that girl that one time yeah. now that I know that it's stretch marks. I was. Sh- I have stretch marks. The boys have stretch marks on their muscles. Guys have stretch marks. stretch marks. Yeah, but when you're 14 years old and you get them, you're like, oh my god, I'm expanding rapidly and I can't control it. Dude, 14 years old was brutal. Yeah, I was like most brutal year. I think at one point I was 200 at, in like eighth grade or something. Mm-hmm. So my skin was fucking not trying to go back. It was crazy. At that point, you're so disassociated. When you're that right. big and you're that young, you're just like a ball of rage and like yeah. jokes. I was just a totally. little fucking. I just was defiant. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a therapist and then being like, "You have obstinate defiant disorder," and I was like, "What is that?" And they were like, "It just means that you like, you know, you're defiant against everybody." And I was like, "You're a fucking idiot." And he was like, "I rest my case." And I was like. <laughs> That's wow. like crazy that you're saying. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just like a fat little bitch pissed off about the reality of my fucking puberty. Right. And like, the, you know what I mean? Like not right. being able to touch a dick, you idiot. It well, was so weird. I remember him saying that, me being like so mad at him. And I knew that like me telling him like you're a fucking idiot was just right. going to prove his point. And, and he wrote it so down. Trapped. In the, what's it called? The DMV, yeah. the DMS-5 or whatever, the book of psychoanalysis. I mean, they have a label for anything. I, I could be so like, much psychoanalysis. Yes. I never heard that term, whatever you said, something defiant. Uh, it does really? sound like, it sounds like gaslighting. Obstinate though. defiant disorder. It sounds Are like gaslighting. Are you crazy? It was the most gaslighting yeah. thing due to a kid I've ever heard in my yeah. life. And every kid got diagnosed with it. And it was like, yeah, maybe this is just a wow. kid thing. You're like yeah. asking us to learn shit that sucks. I've never um, heard that, but I do think I have it now. I am very defiant. And cranky. Yeah. Yeah, I would just define that as cranky. Yeah, it was like, remember the kids that would come into the class and they'd be like, you're stupid, you're fat, you're ugly, and they'd always get, you know what I mean? Those kids were the ones that got diagnosed with it. So it was just like bad kids. And I was like, that sounds like low-income kids. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like, I always wanted to be like, you guys think it's cool that this is just the three, like, kids that come from really broken homes that have, like, 58 cousins, the ones that you're (laughs) diagnosing with obstinate defiance disorder. I'm like, this might be... High fructose corn syrup, bro. And their grandma takes care of them. <laughs> yeah, the grandma, who's, you always were like, but she's so old. And they were like, she takes care of me. And they're like, but how? You're so bad. You're such a bad kid. How does I she know. catch you? And they're like, she doesn't. I know. I just do meth. 
<laughs> there was a kid in our fourth grade class. His name was Norman. He had these big bug eyes, and he wore all hand-me-downs. And his stop was the first on the bus, and it was at the corner of two highways. And he lived in this ramshackle home and had this dark green coat from like 1982 and his grandma would wait at the end of the driveway for him poor little norman but anyway he would have gotten uh, diagnosed with defiant disorder or whatever it was <laughs> and everyone called him the get bad kid and i'm like no he just like shares a room with six other kids and can't sleep at night <laughs> yeah totally yeah i mean i i had the tweety bird shirt and like i smelled like cat piss <laughs> all the time you know what i mean I had the, fuck, I lived on the farm half the time where there was just, like, right. barn cats, shit. I had, there was butt worm right. time they got butt worms. Oh, my in God. In my bed. Yeah, what? it was a bad, and it was, oh, yeah, one of the cats got butt worms, and then right. it was, like, that was horrifying. Friends couldn't come over for weeks because I was so paranoid. I had, like, <laughs> just dog hair on me at all the time. Always there with the dog hair. There was a wood stove. That was how we heated it, so I yeah. smelled, like, smoke and right. cigarette smoke for my dad. Right. But then, like, the other half of the week, I'd go to my mom's, which was, like, I mean, it was fine. It was just there was no food or anything. But it was <laughs> so it was, like, half the week I was an obstinate, defiant, you know, cousin girl. Right. And then the other half I was, like, kind of regular but with, like, the lesbian mom. Right. So I was, like, this fucking leper. But right. I wasn't. There wa- There were the kids that had, like, the Stephanie, the Tiffany's, the Courtney, you know what I mean? And yes. they had the 150 cousins who they, like, kind of right. hooked up with, you know? Right. And yeah, where you're like, they didn't, but they did. They were. But they, you know? there was some t- heavy petting and flirtation yeah. going on at recess. And like weird dog abuse always, where you're like, yeah. what's, what are you doing with your dog like and, that? Yeah. Don't, don't. Why is his fur matted? <laughs> and why are you hitting him yeah. with a paintball gun? What is going on here? Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. The paintball guns. Yes. So Maybe that's that. our fear is that we're going to reveal to be the trash that we are i honestly because you weren't trash i wasn't but i was a really happy kid until super creative super sporty until our family moved us to a town outside of buffalo called clarence and it was like the wealthiest town in erie county in western new york and when i was like yeah yeah you know clarence yeah and so when i was like 12 years old I was super fun and tomboy and low-key but then we moved to Clarence and there was like intense wealth that I'd never experienced before so I was put in this category of feeling lesser than for like all of middle and high school because all I wanted was to be like a kid who has like a brand new Range Rover but I was never going to be that you know so it's like a different level I think Colleen was a rich kid right because she had a big ass pool and shit yeah, every it was, was pretty so much cool. the her friends were really cool. Yeah, it was pretty much the norm to be like a kid with like a four car garage and that was just like the norm. And if you were outside of that norm, you were like a leper. Remember going to kids' houses who had like the furnished basements? Yes. You know? Of course they I had remember the, the furnished cupboards. basements. They had and the chewy bars. So many chewy bars, so many like warm folded clothing and extra pillows for the kids and in the morning the dad was up in athletic shorts making you pancakes and asking um what your parents do for a living and chatting with you with a smile on their face yes yes and the dad the dad and the mom were always like i always remember them being like a little bit mad at each other like there was a little yeah. bit of resentment between them and i remember being like this 200 pound like eighth grader being like i could probably fuck the dad <laughs> i could probably slide in on this she looks like a bitch <laughs> everyone's downstairs watching mean girls and you're in the kitchen like so do you play softball yeah totally <laughs> crazy i remember that and also it was like remember how you had to go home when they had family dinner i remember just being like yes why can't we stay we are let me in this family let me be here and they're like go home to your fucking farm you creep i would always overstay my welcome mostly because i was hungry and my mom didn't really cook so i'd be like oh you guys are having homemade spaghetti can i what's going on here I remember going over to my friend's houses on nights that I, like Taco Tuesday, being like, I remember it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. I will be there. I remember that shit. 
And they were like, God, you're fat. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I'm also lonely. Okay, motherfuckers? Yeah, <laughs> also two amazing qualities. And a ride to school tomorrow, all right? right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Always yeah. with the rides. Dude, my mom fucking made me get rides from everyone in the town. And even, like, girls who I was not friends with, I would have to hang out with them after school because my mom wasn't able to pick me up. Yeah, I remember my mom being like, you're going to go babysit so-and-so. And and I'd be like, I am her age. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think that you're just trying to pawn me off so that you can Mm -hmm. fucking have the house for a night. Babysitting my peers. I remember doing that. And then be like, I guess you're babysitting me. Wow. Yeah, there was always a pawning off. There was always a carpool motivation. There was always... Some sort of weird stuff, which all brings us to now when we face reasons to hate ourselves every day because of our upbringing. It's so it's so such a silly paradox to hate yourself because it's the only thing you're stuck with permanently. I keep thinking this every day. I'm like, like yourself, because at the end of the day, uh everyone in comedy could turn on you everyone your family could turn on you but you have to like yourself obviously that would never happen because i'm a fucking awesome person but you have to think like that and if you don't like yourself what's the point i think that i think that what everything would be we would be capable of liking ourselves no problem if we weren't all of a sudden alarmed with the opposite which is because of the internet and photos yeah. and social media and stuff social so media. like if they fucking released a statement to the public that was basically like hey uh turns out there's a new glitch in the iphone making everybody appear three and a half inches wider than they are <laughs> i feel like i would just like be good i'd be fine you know like it really yeah. is the, the also, if I could, I think if I could, if I, two things, if I never had to look at bad pictures of myself and if yes. I could get good night's sleep, I think my, okay. I would be f- fine till death. Those are two huge things. I think if I, okay, if I, if I stepped on my scale and it said, oh my God, we made a mistake. It's been 20 pounds too much for the past year. <laughs> I would say, oh my God, all my problems are cleared up. And the other thing... Get off that, the scale. <laughs> I had to get rid of my scale. Oh, I don't step on it anymore because okay. it gave me a straight-up mental disorder where I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm... where you basically step on the scale, you see that you're bigger than yes. you saw, and then you just binge eat for some you, reason. Yeah, you, like, spend an hour drinking only water, and you're like, this is me. This is me until it goes down five pounds, and then you <laughs> yeah. raid the fridge, and then the next day it's up even more, and you're like, well, fuck me. And then you don't go on it yeah. for two years, and then two years later, you're 20 pounds more. And it's just, you know, it's not good. So I stopped stepping on it. <laughs> and at the beginning of quarantine, I can't even tell you, I was weighing myself four times a day. I literally lost my mind for two months, I Same. think. So now I don't. And I feel happy. And if I just tell myself, yeah, you're 105, we can do that, you know? <laughs> 105 you'd be in the hospital <laughs> I would 105 like 105 is insane I want to be at the weight where people are like are you good like are you sick and I'm like no it's just yeah no me this too this is my totally. body the other thing yo that- it's so funny how much I have that thought while I'm eating I'll be eating right. and I'll be like yo I'm gonna fucking get to the point where people are like <laughs> Dude, have you seen Jordan recently I am concerned I know it's only if I'm eating or right after eating where I'm like oh I want to be really skinny it's never when I'm starving whenever i'm starving i'm like i need a burger and 10 ice cream sandwiches right now but if i just finished a meal i'm like okay we're eating only kale for the next two years (laughs) i totally agree it's so crazy it's so reactive i'm really hungry it's not like push through this is what you wanted no it's always like you deserve the world you deserve so thin you're gone you're gonna pass out (laughs) it's so true and you know what that brings me to my 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 topic of the past few weeks i've been trying to eat more vegetables and i i don't know i've realized the past 10 years my life cycle has been spend one week eating exclusively vegetables and saying getting really excited about being really skinny and then the next week saying fuck it i'm gonna eat whatever i want and being thin is just a patriarchal need and it's fake 
and yeah. then I and then the next week full vegetables because I regret what I just did. That's what you have been doing for the past ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing the don't eat until later in the day and then way overeat so that your weight pretty yeah. much relatively stays the same except for the three days where you fuck up and eat early and eat all right. day and go crazy right. and then you get I mean I did really good not eating when I had that skinny ass musician boyfriend I don't know what my deal was he right. didn't eat yes. and that, if I'm fucking somebody I'm okay right. if it's a new love but then eventually we stick together and then I realize that they're not going to leave me and then I get real fat I get real... F- I'll say things to Andrew, like, if I gain 30 pounds, you'll still love me, right? As I'm, like, eating a, a third frozen pizza. But you know that he will. You know that he will. That he will leave me? Or love me? No, that he'll that he'll still love you. Did I say leave me or love me? Love me, right? Yeah, you said, will you still love me? Yeah, will you still... Yeah. I know that he, he will. Definitely. Yeah. But it, there's still this internal thing in me that's like, you must be a size two... <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember that um, podcast, uh, This American Life? It was about being fat, and um, it was about being fat. And basically, this woman lost all this weight, and she was like talking to her husband, and she was like, "You only want to be with me now that I've lost all this weight." And uh-huh. he was like, "I never knew you when you were really fat." And she was like, okay. "Yeah, but like." you wouldn't want to be with me if I looked like that. And right. he was like, uh... And she, you could just tell that she was like, I, you don't want to be with the real me, you want to be with this other me. And I was yeah. like, this is such a trap for this dude. <laughs> yeah, there's no what right answer. Fucking, yeah, there's literally... Crazy. And I have asked Andrew stuff like that before. I've been like, it's, uh... You only like me because I'm who I am now. Because actually, he... We kind of knew each other when I was like 210 pounds. Um, but I'll put him when in this. Where were you then? At the beginning of stand-up, I'll, I'll, it was uh, it was alright. Yeah, but but it's didn't he li- have a girlfriend? Yeah, he had a girlfriend. But I'll trap him. I'll trap him in with these kind of questions of like, um, you wouldn't like me before, and he's like, I still would have loved you for your personality, and I'm like, no, trust me, you wouldn't, because you're a man and you're a straight man. Yeah, and- but your personality probably was different too you probably you probably hated yourself more i was probably you didn't have a grip on your ship definitely super like self-hate wouldn't even think well i don't know i was just like i was just drunk all the time too so you know i was thinking about the i was thinking about how it's so unfair that happy people just get to like like i was trying to write about this earlier like happy people people who are like like Jack, for instance, is like this where he's like, yo, I'm just a happy person. I'm just a happy person. Right. And I'm like, it's not fair because right. you've always been a happy person. So you get to be a happy person. It, it, I should get to be a happy person. I underwent 12 years of being a mall goth. Then right. like, you know, <laughs> fucking like whippets and Bob Dylan tattoos. Yeah. Like, I've earned it. I right. get the golden gates of happiness. Right. You know what I mean? Where they're like, come totally. on in. You fucking. no. It almost is you, like you went the extra mile with the ketamine. You know what I mean? Like get right. in here. Whereas <laughs> the fucking Biddy, who's like, I'm just happy. Fuck, she should not get admission. I know. I know. I'll have I'll have spurts of happiness, but I would say overall, I am not happy. No way am I not happy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have mania. I had mania last mania. night. Mania. Yeah, that's so fun. That's what I mean when I say spurts of happiness. It's literal mania where I'm like, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> but it's it's fucking crazy but then i have lows that are so low i had a low this morning i went and i went and played basketball with ethan to get out of it on the way to the park it's two blocks away two blocks away i get up i'm like just go to the park ethan is playing basketball right all you got to do is throw the basketball around you'll get there Yep. Halfway there, I have to sit down just to cry. Okay. Just cried. No reason. Okay. Casual. Get to the park play. Felt great. This little boy who we play basketball with at the end was like, biked up after me as I was coming back to record with you and, and just was like, and he had been, you know, just like a little goblin the whole time, just right. being such a boss hog on the, 
court and he came up to me and he was like can I have a hug and and wow. I almost collapsed in tears with wow. joy and I was like wow what a, it is so fucked up that a hug from a small child right. is going to transform my entire demeanor and yeah. I might have an okay day now it's like right. there's no like you know what I've decided for myself that I'm a happy person right. with a good no, outlook no, no. that's no, who I am no, and when no, people no. say that I'm like you might no. be ha-, when they're like I'm a happy person I'm like you might be happy, but you are not a person. You are. You might be happy, but you're not <laughs> happy. You know what I mean? You feel my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so, but they are. It's really, it's never, yeah, my base, like I wake up and dread. I wake up and panic and say, why am I alive? And that's been my base, <laughs> and that's been my baseline for many, many, many years. I do, and like I said, I do have spurts of happiness, but they're more manic. It's more manic, sort of like nothing will ever. I will not die. It's more like I want to ride my bike into traffic because I won't die. That's how it feels. Like very infallible. Why would I never make it in comedy? I'm on the fucking top of the world. And then it kind of like falls down once I get like an inkling of tiredness, you know? Yeah, I wonder if it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I do... I, the The fucked up part is that both of the situations of depression and mania put you in dangerous scenarios. I know. You know I mean, either way, I'm not putting right. my seatbelt on. <laughs> like, either I'm like, yo, you can't fucking kill me, or right. I'm like, yo, I am ready to die, bitch. You're like, yo, you and, can fucking kill me. Please. Yes, <laughs> yeah, please, for the love of God. Yes, definitely. So that's, I mean, that's why me, it's hard to be like an objective like, I see people, like, goals-based comedians like Andrew Scholes, who's like, we fucking did it. We went from no subscribers to a million, and it's all because I worked <laughs> at it. But how do you make that happen when one week I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a size zero by December, and I only eat garbanzo beans, and the next week I'm, like, spiraling into oblivion, drowning in uh, stevia. You know what I mean? How do you... Um, I think that we're supposed to not i think that i think that when we fuck up and slide yeah it has to be something that we forgive ourselves for but it also yes. has to be like yo here's the thing we just need to get rich enough where we hire a person to follow us around and be like i oh, that's hey, what i need whoa. but how am i Me supposed too. to get rich enough if i can't even achieve uh over a week of things you know I know. It's crazy. I feel like you do so much. That's, that's I feel like I all day I spend so many hours trying to get one thing together yes. and I just end up reading a sad fictional book. Well, I do read a lot of sad fiction, but I also think the pandemic has really opened my eyes to my work style and it is not strong. <laughs> I know. It's I mean, I just need a boss. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's no boss. Well, I guess you have men, but that's a side conversation we're having about managers. But that's, you know, there's no bosses. And I thrive under a boss. I'm not even kidding. When I was in the corporate world, bing, bang, boom, emails, calendars, left and right. When I'm trying to please a boss or something. But when I'm just trying to please me, Maddie, it's like, yeah, that script can wait. I don't care. You do you. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe the... I feel like when I was in school, it was a little bit easier because I had a structure already set in place. Right. But I think it's just, I think it's a, a matter of just like regimented yeah. lifestyle and getting obsessive compulsive about doing the things. Right. And that means like beginning. Do you right. see that I'm, is is my screen just paused to you? Yeah, you haven't been shown for a while, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Okay. Oh, now it's that Polaroid of you. <laughs> now it's, oh, there you are. There I am. Hey. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, that just, I mean, you have to, you have to know that that also means that the shit that we produce, I mean, it is just going to be more compelling, even if it comes out very few and far between. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I mean, there's a, there's a reason why the people who are like, all I need is my mug and yoga coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that don't produce things that yeah. are fucking 
that David Foster Wallace is the one who makes the fucking... I mean, not to drop infinite jest, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, there's a reason why people are like, that is the most pivotal fucking right. author that has ever existed. He's created a work that resonates with the right. youth. And it's like, yeah, he's also dead, dude. He killed himself. He hung right. himself with a goddamn right. belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it does seem like a common theme among really, really pure talented artists is they make an one amazing thing and they can't come back from the high of that and they get depressed about the pressure of making another thing that they just crumble into themselves that seems like a very common theme whereas the more work-based thing artists they put out a lot but it's not as high quality as that one amazing thing that the really really talented people do Hmm. And that's less that's less comedy and more maybe artists and musicians? Maybe music yeah, musicians a little bit. You know, like you always you always hear the bands that do like one amazing album and after that they can't they can't produce. Yeah, but fuck it. Then you ride that money train. Yeah, true. But even I I was listening to I was listening to Gary Goldman on a podcast and he said his one Conan set that like absolutely crushed. He was depressed after that for like a year because he was like, how will I ever Palufo have talked about that where after her late night set and after I did JFL, I've never been more depressed ever. And it was just from the crash of having something to look forward to that was so big and then just having it be over. And I couldn't even get a grip on it. Like I can usually get a grip on my depression and see where it's coming from. Right. But this was like, whoa, dude, you just, right. this is a big deal. And you're happy it's over because that was stressful right. and it was fun. But I mean, and Palufo said she felt the same way. She crushed on her set right. too. And like, right. I think it's just, you know, we give ourselves that existential thing and we're like, here, yeah. we will, you know, I think that that's why also like the breakup is d- difficult because it's like, if I, su- I'm going to succeed at this, this is the thing I'm going to make work. And then mm-hmm. when it's over, you're like, well, now what's the project? Right. You know, totally. And I definitely, I don't know why it's so difficult for us to be like the project is health and you know right. mental stability. You know, I like it, but. I know why because I fucking love eating and like I will never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would lo- and I every well, literally once a month I'm like okay we're doing pure fully vegetable fully grains and beans and then i get one taste of a snickers bar and it's like game fucking over and i think for me i just have to accept the fact that i really like eating bread and sugar and and just enjoy a, a moderated diet and know that i will never be able to eat fully healthy for over a week you know that Timothy Ferris diet where he eats nothing all week and then he binges one day. I used to do that in college, but I didn't. I don't think he took. He accounted for the fact that I could eat a whole jar of peanut butter in a day easily. And I would puke. Easily. I would drink beer, dude. Yeah. I would pound fucking IPAs easily. and eat just go nuts. And my whole day, there was no learning that day. It was in college. No. There was no hanging with friends. It was Mm-mm. just eating. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would, I would puke. I remember a yep. boyfriend coming over at the time and being like, what's wrong with you? I didn't even yep. realize you were that drunk. And I was like, it's just f- two subs. <laughs> the, n- the number of times I've thrown up exclusively food from overeating, people don't want to know. There was one time in college. <laughs> it's a, And it feels, you're like, you're on the toilet and you're like, I am a disgusting human being my body could not hold food it's one thing for alcohol because it likes it it bubbles in your stomach and it says i i don't want to be in here but when it's food that means your food is sitting here in your esophagus and their stomach's like we can't take anymore put it out the other side that is next level rock bottom and i've been there it's so fucked up it I remember. Um, in you ever college, watch them eat and watch them eat a little bit, and then they sit yeah. back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we're what's lagging. going on Hold there? On. Can you hear me? Oh, little, little. Let me fix. can you hear me? Hold on. Ooh. Eh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh. Am I lagging? Am I lagging? Okay, wait. Say three after I say one, two, three. Woo! We 
we got a little bit okay. of a lag going. Oh, am I lagging now? Oh. <laughs> Wait a second. Hey, Ethan, will you open this door so I can get the Wi-Fi uh, wave flowing at me? I don't know if that helps. Okay. How's that? Is that better? Well, <laughs> am I lagging? One, two, three. Oof, it was a good two-second lag, tell you what. Oh, okay. So what should we do? Tell you what. I think it's getting better. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I, uh, I, have, I, I've defi- I haven't actually been able to puke up food that often. I, I, I think maybe alcohol and food. But Alcohol and food? Oh, what a combo. <laughs> there was Yo, one time Thanksgiving, timing. I won't go home often. Thanksgiving um, stresses oh, me out so much. It's really triggering for me because the Friday after I stuff my face, the Saturday after, and then it's until New Year's Day. It's from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day that I stuff my face. (laughs) Not even with cooked food. We're talking raw fucking just throw it in. I'm I'm chowing down raw oats and honey at 2 a.m. because I need <laughs> something to stuff my for gullet. no reason. No reason. It, just because you you stretch out your stomach with all yeah. this food and then you're home and your family's just like we have snacks and things yeah. for you and you can you're gonna go to New York and you're like this isn't a I'm not a fucking squirrel I'm not gonna pack right. it in but then you're like well, I guess right. I should uh, I guess and then I your should. stomach stretched out for two and a half months. Two and then it's January first, and you're like, okay, we're doing strictly, and by then you are so bloated, to the point my face when it's bloated looks like a fucking sand dollar with little tiny <laughs> <laughs> slits for eyes, a big round moon of a face, and I say yeah, thank I get you a for giant the frog gullet. Oh, absolutely horrendous! I think it's the yeah, white I look woman. Yeah, like the fucking Godfather. Me too. Oh, oh, big <laughs> jowls hanging down um and you know i've gotten better over the years but like like i said every so often i'll be triggered into thinking um you have to be thinner i've gotten better with my body but when i i don't know if you ever do this when you have shows where everyone in the audience is very hot it triggers me to download my fitness pal or some sort of calorie counting app and say, tomorrow I'm going to start looking like these people. I see, for me, it is entirely the photos of myself. It's that I go on thinking <laughs> that I look like fucking, you know, that I that I look like a fucking little anime skater girl. Yeah. And then I look at the things and I look like I could nurse a small family and I look like best like an earth mama. But that's my nightmare. I do not want to right. look like I could fucking treat any... Right. Like I could carry anything in my womb. I want to look like right. I would be malnourished as a mother. I want to look malnourished. Um, um, and I don't want to look like the tree from Pocahontas. Yes. Right. I, I want to look like Pocahontas's best friend. Oh, she's so hot. I know. So oh my hot. gosh! I want to look like so Cocoam. Hot. How's that? I want to look like Cocoam. Yeah, <laughs> I want to look like that goddamn little fucking raccoon. All right, I want to look that's like the I raccoon. Want. Yes, totally. I want people to be worried. All right, and I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and I spend every day trying to get there. And I think when I'm forty, I'm gonna look back and be like, "What the fuck? Why don't you just eat bread?" That little kid at the ba- basketball court just said to Ethan, he was like, you cover me, uh, you're, or, or you, co- you, I don't want you to cover me, you're too big. And he said that to Ethan. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm shocked. This wow. is the first time a young child has never been like, you're fat. <laughs> like, I was like, you think, yeah. oh, so Ethan's bigger than me? Look at this. All yeah. right. You know? You were like, then, oh my God, I'm skinny. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. yeah, I went and blended my spinach, you know. Right, right. <laughs> it's crazy how... So I I don't know, guys commenting on your body takes you to a different level. I've done a lot of shows lately where I'm talking to a guy about non-body stuff and then mid-conversation, you look great, by the way. Okay, so did I either look like shit before what do you mean by you look great and can you specify do i look skinny or do i look full what's going on here when a guy says it yeah 
It means you look skinny, and I was talking to somebody about this, and they were like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you look good. It just means that they notice something's different. Yes. So if you lose weight, I think I, it might have been Peter Ravello who said this, where they were like, if you lose weight, it was, or maybe Racine was like, if you lose weight, a dude doesn't know how to like compile it. Maybe it was Mike compile what they actually see, so they're yeah. just like, you look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it could just it's be like always, different. always. Like I was at New York County Club and a guy was leaving. He's like, "I'll see you soon. You you look great, by the way." Okay, we just talked for half an hour, and now on your way out, you say that to me, and no, it should be when you first approach them. They're like, "Whoa, you look good." It shouldn't be like, "By the way, I'd fuck you." <laughs> it's always by the that. Way, if you're single, I'd do it. Yeah, it's always that, and I never. I never know what to I'm say. I'm serious about dating a fat guy. I think it might, might be my next move. Yeah. Fat or I'm old. Such a, I'm such a fat phobic, you know? Like, I hate myself for it. My mom has always hated fat people. My whole family hates <laughs> fat people. That I'm like, maybe this is what I need to do. Just bel- fall madly in love with a big fat guy and just accept him for everything, all that right. he is and all that he right. is. <laughs> and then he'll listen to this podcast and be like, well, I can't date you now. <laughs> yeah. I had somebody go like this the other day. They go, we're talking to a comic, and he goes, you got to fast until five if you want to lose weight before the wedding. I told you this. And and I go, no, 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 no. Five is, come on now. Five's a little late. You can just do till right. three. Right. And the, and the guy goes, who are you going to trust, me or Jordan? And I was like, I know. Did I tell you about that? No. Boo! Yeah, it was it was the it was the ex. Sunglasses My... down. Went for a walk. No. <laughs> no. My thing with guys and nutrition is like, bitch, I've been memorizing the calorie counts of stuff since I was ten. Just because you recently yeah. learned what intermittent fasting is doesn't mean you can talk to me about nutrition. We've Do memorized not. Mike everything. Will be like, you need to eat more meat. I'm like, get the fuck out of get here. I know exactly. I'm like, ask me the calories in any food and I will give it to you. Okay. Any food, including an, a medium, small, large apple. Large banana versus yeah. small banana. Ask me <laughs> yeah, the calorie dude. count. Four, four inch <laughs> diameter versus two, motherfucker of a sweet potato. I'll tell you the difference, all right? You get I'll 75 tell you. calories. I'll eyeball your fucking meal from a mile away. Tell me how many calories in it. But sure, you tell oh. me not to put creamer in my coffee. You, you, no. <laughs> I, I welcome your advances. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you gain 20 pounds and you're nervous about your weight. Whereas it's ingrained in us since fifth grade. I fluctuate three pounds and I have a panic attack. Okay. Like, <laughs> I know, I know exactly by the way that I feel when I wake up what my weight yep. is. Yes. You and know? how I'm going to feel that day. I have friends who are like, "Woo, I think I gained 10 pounds. And I'm like, how? How did you not realize? How, how has this oh. not been? Yeah. That's a solid woman there. Somebody who can fluctuate like that. I have one friend who's and like, Noah. She's like, I just have loose mm. pants so that I don't have that. She's like, you wear tight shit. You always notice every little fluctuation mm. and you obsess about it like an animal. That is and a I good like, point. Bro, it's like the way that my foot hits the ground. I know what's going on, dude. It's more than the clothes. It's fucking everything. It's like oh my how much water's in my eyelids. We later. Oh my god. You ever? I don't know if you ever pressed. If you have puffy eyes in the morning and you press like something frozen to your eyes and the water just yeah. drips out. Absolutely horrendous. Maybe we should have a therapist on someday to talk about our body we issues should. with them we, and just scream you think at that them. There's, I'm, I'm trying to get a therapist. Do you think that there's one that specializes in I don't want to go to a... See, I'm so sick that I don't want to go to a body image therapist because I don't want them to convince me that I don't need to be thinner. <laughs> so here's a little plot twist. I actually went to one in Rochester. Of course, the woman was like 90 pounds, 60 years old. Yeah. The most beautiful yeah. woman I ever saw. And she's like, and this was when I was like over 200 pounds and I could not get my binge eating sorted out. Turns out it was not eating related. It was just depression. And I was like masking it with, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts, which, oh my God, I would drive to work and on the way to work, eat like four Tim Hortons donuts. And there were great years. That was a great time in my life. When you say, fuck it, I'm going to eat a cinnamon roll for Yo, breakfast. my fat years were fun as fuck. Oh, my really fun. My fat years fun. were a blast. Yo, d- really drinking fun. fucking hard cider. 
Oh my god! Hot eyes bulbing <laughs> out of my head while I just like made out with bartenders who were like, "I'll make out with this fat fuck." <laughs> just bulbous, big ass Ann Taylor loft clothes, big sweaters sticking out, looking like a mother of Ugh. four with one on the way. Boots. Big dumbass leggings boots. under dumbass dumb boots with big ass cankles coming out of them. And <laughs> oh, had to have the biggest shoes to make up for the big ass body. Just I had to just throw the whole image off. It was just cr- maybe a hat. Maybe I wore hats then. Like what? Beanies? Who knows? So Big many earrings to just be like, look hats. over here. <laughs> Big accessories, just being like, oh, look at these. Look at these. My my yeah. eyes are over here, and um, yeah, just like dark dark brown eyeshadow for no reason. Um, and so glittery yeah. gold, gold and like yeah. It's what crazy. are we? Bronze. Big, and everything I, bronze. Oh, and my sister. I was. In, I went to my sister's wedding, my, and the woman making my face look like a pumpkin because she didn't know how to do light skin, and I looked like a fat pumpkin walking down the aisle. Anyway, so I did. What see do an, you mean? She did. What she used, was used to doing darker skin and put. Per- yeah. Orange. I, on I you? don't think she'd ever done a ginger before. She my my. Is I your look, sister black? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I looked like a jack-o'-lantern. Anyway, so okay. that's nice. Anyway, so I did see an eating person in Rochester, and I I don't know. I don't think it was up my alley. She was talking about, she was like, every night for dinner, I eat the same thing. I eat my little tater tots. I get my frozen peas and a little bit of tuna, and I eat the same thing every night. And maybe that's something you, the foods that you go back to every night. And I, I get excited about it. You know, my husband's having pizza. I got my little tuna. I get really excited yeah. about and that. And you're I like, like wah! And you have to <laughs> pour whipped cream in your mouth while you fucking are in the car, just like fucking being like, fuck that bitch and her fucking tater tots. Yeah. I did she this. Same literally thing, dude. 90 I went to a nutritionist pounds. and she said the same yes. thing. Yes. Yep. She was like, this is same how much thing. meat I eat. Look at the size of my fist. Yeah. <laughs> See that? And I'm like, yo, bitch, I can eat so much more meat than I that. I know. I will eat meat like that with cheese yeah. the size of yes. your fist on top of cheese. that fist, okay? Yes. Multiple but, fists. I was like, I think you're actually the one with the eating disorder if you eat peas and tater tots for dinner every night at age 60. I went to that nutritionist. She took this chart and was like, "You have the body, your your insides." I was two hundred pounds at that point. She was like, "You have the insides of a two of a eighty year old." That's how your organs are working. Mom, <laughs> so dramatic. Up. Yeah, mom scoops me up. I'm in eighth grade. I get into the car. She's like, "What'd she say?" I just start sobbing. I'm like, "I'm gonna die." My artery. Yeah. She said, "My heart sucks." Then. I become an, I I start exercising all the time. I stop eating. I lose a bunch of weight. I start running like a motherfucker. Yeah. And four years later, I go back to her. No, six years later, I go back to her. She does the same chart, and she's like, "You now have. It's now like a eighteen year old athlete. Your chart is." <laughs> and she was crying. She started crying. What? The dogs. The nutritionist. Yeah, she was tearing up, and she was like, "I've never seen." results like this and i was like bitch results we have not seen wow. each other in six years i just yeah. got anorexic like because you scared my little fat ass you know what i mean like we did not work yeah. on a meal plan together i fucking ran right. out of here like a bat out of hell and right. then we wanted to fucking get fingered by a boy you know right and now but, i'm addicted to diet coke so thanks for doing that to me yeah and cigs yeah totally and so yeah. much gum yeah yeah so totally but so be it every woman goes through it and if you don't go through it then you're a weird bendy girl and those girls are just you know they, yeah, got, other, or, they got other problems or your mom growing up was normal your mom growing up told you that she loved you yeah that's crazy who knew who knew that's all it took oh your mom didn't throw get- all the bread when you were nine because everyone was going on the atkins diet sorry i don't know what to tell you Oh, always with the diets, always with the things. Also, we didn't have food in the house, so it was just left to my mom's girlfriends to decide what we were eating. And, like, one of her girlfriends had, like, sons, so that was just, like, so many calories. And the other was, like, just cooked pasta and cheese. Yeah. Um, So it was just like, well, we're getting whatever. Jamie, my sister, was, like, a fucking D1 athlete who would just rollerblade through the house, grab something that was high caloric, and then go off to sports practice 
and, you know, end her night by fucking 12 dudes, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, I'm just sitting on the couch all night, just, like, going back in a thousand times for this fucking cheesy pasta. Nobody's being... People come in, they're like, Jordan, maybe you should chill on that food. Are you still hungry? And I'm like, bitch, I wouldn't eat if I'm not hungry. Meanwhile, right. I don't even know what hunger is anymore. I haven't felt I it don't in know what eight years. Even when <laughs> I feel it, I'm like, that's not real. But I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna feed it anyway. I'm gonna feed it. <laughs> I'm gonna feed that fucking <laughs> hunger. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely think from like a really young age, I was like, food tastes good, and I'm gonna fill my emotions with it. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I, also, anxiety always. in your stomach that happens from yeah. dread. It feels good to put food on top of it. It kind of quiets it down. It, it tuckers it you out a little bit. It does tucker uh-uh. you out. And you're like, now yeah. I'm so full that all I can do is lie down and move forward and wait till this event to happen. Totally. I'm um, nervous for well, like, had... I'm nervous for the future of being in show business and the, it, like there's going to be more pressures beyond a JFL set and beyond, um, getting past at a club and wilding out that I'm like, fuck. Totally. I mean, hopefully the things that come up don't put us in the position where we wait so long. You know what I mean? Like, JFL told me, like, months and months beforehand, so I just had that long. You know? And and wilding out is like that, where it's months and months. Hopefully it's like... Bam, bam. This is... Ha- I mean, that's I know. what I'm praying for. I would love, like, but, tomorrow night you're doing a 30-minute special. Okay. Yeah. No problem. I would love that. I know. Yes. That's how I want death to take me. I just want to be like, hey, you're dead now. I'm a, okay. But I'm... I'm, I'm very... Uh, I'm very nervous about just, like, the winter. Just this winter coming up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm nervous. I can definitely see I definitely myself. I supplement the... Yeah. Yeah, I do not I want could to definitely. emerge. We're lagging. We're overlapping with each other. Am I? Person. I know. I'm, I keep talking, but am I lagging? One, two, three. Yeah, it's a pretty good lag. Oh, like well, we are. Lag. We are almost close to an hour. So, as Carly said, we should have a time limit. <laughs> Oh, did she say we need a time limit? Okay. Well, no, the packet said going in, knowing what your time limit is. I read the packet. Oh, okay. Our time limit is an hour. Yeah, let's do Um, that. I will say I had a show last night where there was a true fan, and she was wearing earrings, and I was like, I like your earrings, and she was like, here, take them. You can have them. And I was like, that's insane. No. Yeah. But that made me feel very good about myself. Um, Wow. So I felt... I felt I felt a really good high from that. Um, I crashed felt, today into a depression, but it was a good yeah. 15 minutes I had that. I felt a good high yesterday because New York Comedy Club has a second location and I did well on both the shows and I was like I still got it. And I Hell yeah. Crush. Very in my element. Did you crush? Yeah, I was very Hell like yeah. in my element, riffing and raffing. Um but I do need new material. So that's where I'm sort of like, fuck. Yeah, now we write. We bunker down and we write. Yeah. And we emerge stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, we'll see. The winter, I'm going to need to come up with some big projects so my big project doesn't become making myself into a big, fat project. Into so. a big project, yeah. I definitely, yeah. well, we have we have the pod and we got some other stuff cooking and. We do. You know what? Who knows what's going to be open? What's going to be? Who's going to be the president? You know what I mean? There's a lot. All right. Nobody, nobody kill themselves after listening to this podcast. Promise. I know it. It was. Okay, if, listeners. Yeah. We're here for you. If you if you're sad from listening to us, don't call us. We won't help you. But we call somebody. Can't help you. Call one of those yoga. I love I love yoga and life and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those people are the best. They're so happy. Call them. They're so, so, so happy. Um, um, should we add any okay. closing remarks per the packet? Uh, did they say do closing remarks? Um, yeah. My, with, uh, uh, clo- you go Closing for remarks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, uh, subscribe. 
Shout out to Maddie's sister Emily. Shout out to Nikki Klepper. Yes. Shout out to Megan Wood. Shout out to um uh I need to look up more of the regular listeners, but shout out to all y'all. And Thanks the- for keeping track all four thousand of you guys so many subscribers weekly it's crazy so how, many, I can't, up. how could i even name them all i just named them all I, um. <laughs> <laughs> okay love you guys okay. bye This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.